0: Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, August 5th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, on Thursdays by Steve Wiltfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, how goes it?
1: Good morning, Daniel. goes well. I already uh, hit the treadmill this morning and have smoothie in hand. I have to get my first grader out to the bus It's 7.30 in the morning, which allows me to get that cardio in now. Starting a new routine here going into the fall that I feel good about it.
0: That means our Thursday shows, if this is possible, will be even better. Steve is crisp. Let's talk recruiting. If you want team coverage, our guys are there with bells on. There's plenty of stuff on the site right now. Practice has gotten started. We had a ton of content up there from yesterday you want to definitely check that out. but We are going to handle recruiting as it is Steve's wheelhouse. Since we last talked, Steve, I'm not sure you noticed. Quinn Ewers arrived at Ohio State. Perhaps you've heard of him. This means Ohio State does not have a quarterback now in the class of 2022. I was going over this with Dwayne earlier in the week. The top 33 quarterbacks in the class of 2022 are verbally committed elsewhere. Does that mean Ohio State will now have to take a guy that's already committed? Do you think they'll go below 33? Do you think they'll just focus on 23? What is the latest? And give us some names to focus on now that Quinn Ewers is off the docket.
1: Yeah, well, my guess is is that they're going to just – they're still putting all their uh, efforts in the 2023 and 2024 at the position. I know Quinn's already on campus, but obviously they have a lot of young guys on the roster at that position, and so I think that they're locked in. On 2023, and and I think a guy that they're really going to try and shoot their shot at is Arch Manning, the number one ranked quarterback in the country out of New Orleans, Louisiana, Isidore Newman High. I know Coach Corey Dennis has been in touch with the coach down there and and with uh, Arch's Arch's family, and and Ryan Day's been in touch, and I think he's a guy. I mean, they're going to shoot their shot on Arch Manning. They got some offers out. To Dante Moore and and, and Nicholas Imaleva, uh, Nico, uh, they call him Nico Imaleva out of California. And and so uh, there's some offers uh, out there at the position, uh, but I think that they're going to, you know, they're going to try and get in the mix on Arch Manning.
0: And if Quinn Ewers recruitment was one thing, I could see the Arch Manning recruitment being even more furious, given his lineage. Quinn Ewers is not the only person who is now on campus or his recruitment has ended Ohio State's recruitment of Jaheim Singletary is over. He was committed in the class of 2022. Jaheim Singletary is a name Steve Wolfong brought to listeners before anybody else. You were high on him. He committed. And then his recruitment went the way of Florida. And like some recruits from that area, they seem to use the word commitment different than others. And he is now not committed. What do you think of the fact that he bailed? And what do you think Ohio State will do to replace him?
1: Well, it happens to every program like we've talked about before on several BM fives. Ohio State's not immune to a young man committing to them and then decommitting later. And uh for various reasons, uh players reopen their process. You know, Jaheed committed to Ohio State back in January. Uh, you know his camp had a good relationship with Tony Alford. They uh you know Ohio State had tremendous pedigree, you know, a program that's competing for championships and developing the position. And kids still weren't able to take visits. I think at that time, Ohio State was trying to hold off guys, particularly out-of-region guys, from committing before they visited. But some guys, you just can't not take their commitment, and Jaheim Singletary is one of them. You couldn't not take his commitment. And so they took it, and, you know, things opened back up. Miami's involved heavily. Georgia's pushing. I think he's taken several visits to both of those programs. And and so proximity and things of that nature have helped those schools. And, you know, Ohio State, he's been up once. And obviously with him reopening the process, he doesn't want to play football in the Midwest.
0: What do you think Ohio State will do with the spot? They already have three corners in the class. Do you think they'll try and add at another position? What's your vibe?
1: Well, I think you just look at Ohio State's board and they're just in on so many blue chippers right now. You know, I don't necessarily know if they feel like they're in a position that they have to take another defensive back because they lost a defensive back. You know, certainly they're recruiting um, uh, Zion Branch and Xavier Nwangpa, two of the more coveted safeties in the country, and they're near the top of the list for both. Probably have a slight lead for Nwangpa going into the fall uh, as they battle Notre Dame, but. I think defensive line and and offensive line are are big positions of need uh, for Ohio State moving forward as they try and fortify their depth across both fronts moving forward. And so they're in the middle of it for a lot of guys at the point of attack.
0: We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk about one of those guys. Steve mentioned linemen Ohio state is going after one of them had a great few days. His rating jumped in the recent top two, four, seven rankings that were released yesterday. And there's some crystal balls rolling towards Ohio state for defensive lineman, Derek LeBlanc. Can you tell us why he made the jump and why people have crystal balled him to the Buckeyes?
1: Well, he's one of the top edge guys in the class and, uh, for Ohio state, it's real simple. He hasn't been shy about naming the Buckeyes as leader and told me Ohio state's been his leader for some time. And then, uh, I asked him what his future plans were. He said, I'm going to Alabama this weekend, but Ohio state's still number one. So he told me Ohio state was his leader three different times in our latest conversation. So, uh, I rolled with it. Buckeyes lead right now, you know, but, We'll see. We'll see how that recruitment continues moving forward as he takes game visits and continues to build reports elsewhere and watch his teams play this fall. Yeah, the whole
0: pandemic has screwed up the visits so much that I'm not sure we can apply the old standards of last visit or multiple visits. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. And another reason you need to be locked in for all the Wilt Funk and Curlick you can get. Let's finish with this. When you and Bill roll crystal balls for someone, I've said this before, I assume the guy is basically taking classes already. Let's finish with talking about two guys you have done this for Chris McClellan and Cam Dewberry. You just talked to McClellan.
1: Yeah. Well, those were guys that Ohio state definitely led for coming out of their visits. I talked to McClellan yesterday and he reiterated that Ohio state was his leader, but you know, He hasn't shut it down. He hasn't announced a commitment to Ohio State, and he told me yesterday that he still wants to take some visits. So if you're Ohio State, I think you have to look at it as, hey, um, you know, this is a young man that we're in great position for, but we can't count him in the boat just yet. So they're obviously out there, you know, recruiting a lot of other guys. You know, I talked to um, Curtis Perry's trainer recently. He said that Curtis Perry – has a lot of interest in Ohio State, the top 50 defensive linemen uh, out of the state of Alabama. You know, they're taking their shot at Marvin Jones. You know, Caden Curry, I think that Ohio State's in a really good spot for Caden Curry out of the Indianapolis area. Hero Canoe, Ohio State's near the top of the list, if not at the top for Hero Canoe. He's playing his college football in California, but he's out of Europe. You got Kenyatta Jackson, an edge rusher, who's um who's, who's uh, been up to Ohio State a couple of times. Um, so they're in the middle of it for a lot of guys, Carson Hensman, you flip over to the offensive line, Cam Dewberry is a guy that the crystal ball is is leaning towards Ohio state. And, you know, coming out of the visit, they definitely led, but uh, Ohio state's also in the middle of it for a couple guys from the state of uh, state of Wisconsin, you know, Carson Hensman and, and Billy Shroff. And so um, all I know is that when December rolls around and, and, uh, February rolls around and Kenneth grants a defensive lineman from Merrillville, Indiana, that also uh, Ohio state could lead for uh, that. They had in camp that Ohio state's going to have another good class. They're going to have, a, they're going to be big. They're going to be athletic and uh, it's going to be another class. that's going to keep them in the, in the race for years to come. That's
0: what we want to hear. We enjoy being part of this race and we enjoy having Steve on the show. Have a good one. Bucknutters.
1: Take care y'all. See you on the front row. podcast wherever you get your podcasts.